The Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 5th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. Lawmakers return to the Indiana State House next week to gavel in the 2024 session. Big things are not expected. Leadership from both sides of the aisle are downplaying expectations following last year's blockbuster session when the legislature passed a near-total abortion ban, measures restricting students' preferred pronouns, and expanding school vouchers. John Crawl is publisher of the StatehouseFile.com, which covers news from Indiana's capital. He says the state is now 20-plus years into education reform, and arguments have shifted from accountability to parental entitlement. School choice movement, the charter schools are coming under the kind of scrutiny that public schools used to. And people are legitimately asking, what are we getting for the money we're spending? I mean, in many ways, we now fund two public education systems in Indiana. Kroll says taxpayers want more details on their return for state education spending. Lawmakers from both parties agree improving literacy is a top priority. The Department of Education reports more than 96% of students who recently failed a required reading test were advanced to fourth grade because of exemptions currently allowed under state law. I'm Joe O'Leary reporting. Illinois rivers, lakes, and groundwater have become unsafe for humans and wildlife. One organization has started the new year with a clean water forever campaign to spur improvements. An Illinois Environmental Protection Agency report in 2022 found 40% of streams in the state are too polluted to support aquatic life. 85% of the streams are not safe for swimming or direct human contact, and 100% are too polluted to support fish consumption. Robert Hirschfeld of the Prairie Rivers Network says, although corn and soybeans drive the state's agricultural industry, these crops also contribute to its water contamination. Agricultural pollution with fertilizer runoff creates what's called nutrient pollution, nitrogen, phosphorus, nitrate in the water. The other thing we have is legacy pollution from fossil fuels. He says the Clean Water Forever campaign has four objectives to address Illinois water quality and the long-term viability of its water supply. I'm Terry D. reporting. And a 17-year-old suspect opened fire at the Perry High School in Iowa on Thursday morning, killing a sixth-grade student and injuring five others. That from Yahoo News. The shooter, identified as a student, Dylan Butler, was found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, according to authorities. Law enforcement officials added the suspect was armed with a pump-action shotgun and also a handgun. This is Public News Service. And 60% of those incarcerated in North Carolina are people of color. That's one of the highest rates in the country. A new report from the Sentencing Project highlights some of the disparities that contribute to these statistics. Report lead author Nazgul Ganoush with the Sentencing Project says racial bias is most prevalent in sentencing and financial costs tied to the criminal justice system and in how lawyers treat their clients' cases. There's a lot of research, for example, that shows that when prosecutors are faced with two people, black versus white, and they've committed the same crime, they're more likely to charge the black individual with a crime that carries a mandatory minimum sentence than they are to charge the white individual who's committed the same crime. Ganoush says this bias is especially evident when comparing charges involving cocaine and crack cocaine. The report says black defendants receive longer sentences. Shantia Hudson reporting. 
President Donald Trump's debunked claims of election interference back in 2020 are still generating policy actions, including a bill in the next Florida session to require law enforcement to escort ballots statewide. Republican Senator Ileana Garcia of Miami calls it common sense for police supervision in the transport or handling of ballots to prevent any possible tampering. But retired Leon County Supervisor of Elections Ion Sancho says the 2020 elections were among the most well-administered large turnout votes in the country since 1904. He contends there's no need for Senate Bill 190. Complete balderdash, unnecessary a waste of taxpayers' dollars, and quite frankly, I'm tired of people pandering to the big lie about 2020 that a losing president made up because he didn't want to lose. I'm Tramel Gomes. Finally, Edward J. Vieira lets us know New York City's congestion pricing plan is set to start later this year despite widespread opposition. The plan calls for drivers entering Manhattan's Central Business District defined as all streets below 60th to pay a toll. Proponents argue it will boost public transportation use and cut air pollution, but lawmakers and community activists disagree. Michelle Birnbaum with the Coalition in Opposition to Congestion Pricing predicts this plan will merely transfer Manhattan's traffic problems to other areas and also increase air pollution. The traffic will increase in the areas outside the zone, causing noise, pollution, and congestion in those areas. They'll be cruising with vehicles and for hire vehicles to go into the zone. They'll be cruising for parking spots. One assessment shows air pollution will increase in the Bronx, Staten Island, and into New Jersey. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service. Remember, unless they're supported, here's our great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.